And welcome back to another episode of The Spectacular Now. I'm your host, Nicole, here with Kenzie. How you doing, everybody? Uh, today, we are going to start a little mini-series, uh, Scariest Movie Monsters from Childhood <laughs> on Up, Part 1. So, Kenz, as you know, I have an obsession with horror movies. Yes. So I thought, what better time than the month of October to talk about some of the scariest creatures from horror films, starting off with a few from my childhood. Nice. Yeah. So this is just a sampling of some of the movie monsters from my childhood that really fanned the flames of my burgeoning neuroses. (laughs) Now... I sat down to make a list, and I know I am forgetting probably many of them, because even as a child, I just had a thing for creature features and movie monsters, and I'd go to the library to check out books, as we used to do, Yeah, and I always got the movie books. They had all these really cool movie books that were about scary movies and the making of old scary movies from the 50s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and on up. And I was just obsessed with these books. And I remember sitting there on the floor in the library just looking at them. And I would always get these books out. So I don't know where, this is just part of who I am, but (laughs) this goes way back. Yeah. So anyway, I know I'm going to be leaving some out, but we'll just start off with a few of them today. First of all, to get this list kicked off, We are going to be talking about, and I don't think this is its official title, the hallway slash stairway ghost monster from Poltergeist, (laughs) circa 1982. Yeah, they never name that thing, do they? No, they don't. They they do not. Um, But as, as we know, this was produced... And most likely directed by Steven Spielberg. They actually have someone else listed as the director of the movie. But legend has it that um, Steven Spielberg had such a big influence on the making of this movie. Mm. Like he produced it. That essentially it is said that he kind of took over the role to get the vision, you know, Uh, to have the vision realized that he had. When the movie was being made, he kind of took over as the director, maybe yeah. like side director, okay. but he has a major influence on the movie. Gotcha. So, anyway, that's just a legend. Yeah. But um, this is one of the great classic haunted house movies if you've never seen it. I love a good haunted house story, and this one definitely delivers. Mm-hmm. And I know we are talking about, you know, scary movies because it's October and it's Halloween time. And I definitely don't need that as an excuse to watch um, horror movies. <laughs> yeah. On my days off from work, yeah. when I'm, you know, doing chores or, or when I'm not doing chores or just being lazy and I take a break and I sit down, I will usually have something spooky on. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Like, even if I'm, like, home alone and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could go for a movie right now. I'll put on something scary. And I'm like, why do I do this? Because then I'm, like, immediately <laughs> afraid of, like, being in my house by myself. And I, Yeah. yeah. At least you have neighbors close by. Yeah. Yeah, well, pff, given how freaking thin the walls are. Oh, yeah. You're never truly alone. No. I always <laughs> hear people walking up and down the stairs, and, and I'm, like, right by the entrance, and that door creaks oh, so loudly. Yeah. I can always hear when people are coming and going, and, mm. you know, that, that kind of takes me out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, oh, you know. Right. Reality is yeah. If I, if I was like truly, you know, separate, and I didn't have any, you know, neighbors, you know, next to me or on top of me. Yeah. I think I'd be freaked out a little more and maybe a little less reluctant to be watching Mm-hmm. scary movies all the time by myself I have spooked myself yeah. out uh, being alone in my house watching scary stuff I still do to this yes, day yes, I'll be going to bed and I'm like why did I do that why did I watch that <laughs> right. because you love it that's why <laughs> I've even left like lights on oh yeah even as a 27 year old woman <laughs> I will leave lights on in the hallway in my room and go to sleep that yep. way. Do you jump to your bed so the monster under your bed doesn't grab your ankles? Yeah. And even if it's <laughs> hot in my room, I will sleep under my covers completely. <laughs> yeah. It's a shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of, uh, oh, there's this person who used to be really, do you remember when Vine was the thing? Yeah. It's, you know, it's what Vine walked so TikTok could run. Oh, um, I love that. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back when Vine was popular, there was a person out there and they made a, a clip about like you know a a burglar coming in uh-huh and then you know they see that you're underneath your blanket and they're like ah oh, darn it you know they, <laughs> <laughs> can't, they can't get to you if you're under your blanket yeah, your protective shield <laughs> yeah. that, oh, oh that's cute i love it that's how, that's how i feel from uh, the ghosties and the demons <laughs> oh, okay so back to Poltergeist. If you've never seen it and you're looking for a good haunted house movie this uh, spooky October, I highly suggest this one. I think it's on HBO Max. Ooh. Anyway, so you may have not seen it, but may be familiar with some very famous scenes and lines such as, They're here, which is said after Carol Ann, the young daughter, is touching a fuzzy static TV screen and alerts her parents by announcing that the unseen supernatural force has arrived to mm. their home. So between that and you've got coffins bursting up from the ground and skeletons floating to the surface around mom slash Diane after she slips into the pool hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ooh. that clown. Oh, That God. effing clown. Yeah, that, that shit freaked me out. Yeah, that poor Robbie. He's terrified of this yeah. clown. And yet for some reason, his mom... Keeps putting it on a chair in their bedroom. Yeah. And I'm like, why doesn't he just get rid of that thing? Yeah. yeah. So that famous scene where he looks, he throws the blank, he throws the coat and it doesn't land and he falls off and then he looks again and it's gone. And you're yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. It's, 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 that's probably about the scariest part for me. Yeah. That's or when, scary. um, he gets eaten by the tree. Oh yeah. During the tornado. Yes. Yeah. That, that shit was so freaky. Is, like oh. it's just a tree, but they make that thing so fucking terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Never want to go to bed <laughs> after that with the <laughs> no. tree outside your window. Yeah. So you've got all of that, the benevolent looking tree that becomes ghoulish and demonic eating kids <laughs> and you've got other spooky creatures, ghosts and goblins. You've got a guy ripping his face apart in a mirror it turns out to be an illusion. You remember oh, that part? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all that yeah. is going on in that movie. But that wasn't what scared me the most. So I was only, I did the math, okay? I was only seven years old oh, no. when I first saw this movie. Oh, no. So I saw things way too soon. Yes. Now, it is nobody's fault but my own. <laughs> I happened to be, you know, at a friend's house or a friend of the family's house. And yeah. these things happened to be on TV and I watched them. Yeah. And yeah. So it scared the crap out of me. And the thing that scared me the most 
was that white, willowy, figure, skeleton, creature thing with the long white hair. Yes. And it's in the hallway when Jo Beth Williams' character, she's trying to save her kids and she's trying to get to the room and there's that... I can't even describe yeah. it, how they even came up with the design for that thing. Yeah, it's just like this ghoulish looking face. It rocked my world. <laughs> I, I, that to me was the scariest thing in that whole movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then they're about to be swallowed up by that giant mouth on the wall and these tentacles are coming out of it. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that thing just ends up eating the whole house. Yes. And it like like implodes or something. Yeah. Oh, like God, it's sucked so into another good. dimension or something. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Definitely weird. I want to watch it again now. Yeah. Oh, and then when the mom goes through the other side. <gasps> yes. And then she comes out and they're like. Covered in ectoplasm. Yeah. It's like goo and uh-huh. guts and uh-huh. nastiness. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah. Why is it like that on the other side? I know. It's so, oh, that just grossed me out. Yeah, that was that was really cool. That part yeah. is so cool. So shout out, special effects done, of course, by Industrial Light and Magic, mm. along with some practical effects, puppetry, good old movie magic. Yes. Honorable mention, of course, to that clown, because... I oh. could never look at a clown the same way no. after that. I know. <laughs> Why? Why are they so creepy? I don't know. They don't have the creep factor uh, for me that I know some people are, it's like a phobia. They yeah. have a clown phobia and they're terrified. Yeah, we talked about that on our Rational Fears episode. Yeah. Coolerophobia, yeah. the fear of clowns. What's it called again? Coolerophobia. Coolerophobia. They don't affect me that much. I mean, the it clown, yeah, is pretty scary. But I know some people are like pissed their pants, yeah. scared of clowns. Yeah. Even like a clown showing up at a kid's birthday party, they probably yeah. like pass I out. I, I don't mean, know what it is. I want. I want to know like the psychology behind that. Mm-hmm. Like why so many people have that response. Maybe it's something about their attire or their makeup, even. Yeah. That is like activating some primal fear oh possible i'm wondering if maybe like you know when we were developing as a species if there was some type of predator in the wild Mm. that you know we knew to stay away from or we feared and it looked like a clown face maybe it had like a white face or something Mm, maybe and it resembled how slightly how clowns look today based on how they do their makeup something you're right it's Pretty bizarre. Or it was an alien. It's a reptilian, <laughs> reptilian brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's an alien. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Poltergeist, I should say, was nominated for an Academy Award for Special Effects. Nice. But it lost to E.T. Ah. Also a Steven Spielberg movie. Fair, fair. Yeah. Fair fight. All right. So that was Poltergeist. The white... Willowy creature skeleton monster thing in the hallway. Yeah, it's got to have a name. It needs to. Ha- we need to figure that out because that name I gave it is just too much. <laughs> okay, moving on to another creature that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> 1982's The Thing. Oh, I have, you know, I've not seen the original. I saw the recent one that they came out with. Um, what's her name's in it? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. And that is actually a prequel to yes. um, the original film. It is indeed. And it, like the end of it starts like almost right before the 
that film right. starts. Yep. So The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, it tells the story of a group of American scientists in Antarctica that are terrorized by a shape-shifting alien. Dread mounts as paranoia takes over, and they can no longer trust each other for fear one of them has been taken over by The Thing. So once this thing takes you over, it like slowly morphs into whatever creature it wants to yeah. become. And it looks exactly like the creature. It walks, talks, sounds just like it. Yeah. So this in combination with the darkness and the isolation of Antarctica. I mean, you're, you're effing stuck oh, there. Damn, yeah. There's no just, you know, getting an Uber and getting out of there. So it makes for a horrifying tale of survival. With a surprising end, mm. like you said, you kind of don't really think it's going to go that way, but it does. Um, also, a young and hunky Kurt Russell is the protagonist. Oh. Yes. He's, you know, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Such a good actor. Yes. So he is our, our main character in this film. Uh, the thing itself, it takes many shapes and forms, like I said, but it's when things start to go awry or when the thing is it's found out like somebody realizes that oh it's actually that alien thing yeah. it will like start to change and like lose its form and all this freaky shit happens yeah. and it looks really terrifying yeah a couple of things that really scared me the scene where that guy's neck like stretches off the table and it looks like it's made of silly putty you haven't seen it though no you need to see it it yeah. is good. It's got to be on one of the streaming, yeah. million streaming apps yeah. that we have. That, I remember, I was just like, what? Ugh. Yeah. Um, also, there's this scene where they are trying to use a defibrillator on this guy. And the, as soon as the guy touches the paddles to the guy's chest, it opens up with these huge teeth and it, like, cuts the guy's <gasps> oh! arms off. It is insane. Oh! It is insane. Now, I read something really interesting about this film. Yeah. That... The time that it came out, it was kind of panned by critics. They really? thought it was too excessive. Oh. It was too much. It was yeah. too extreme. And so it didn't really do well at the time at the box office. However, it now has a cult following. Yeah. And years later, people are able to look at this and say, this is a classic horror movie. This thing is yeah. fantastic. It did not get the you know, acknowledgement that it deserved the right. time that it came out. Is is there actually a really good creepy movie? Yeah. Well, and is it in the prequel when they discover the alien ship and they pull it out? It's I, in like a block yeah, of ice. Right. Don't we kind of see its form a it's little like bit? It's frozen in ice. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I think they deliberately don't show the whole alien in its true form because what they want to be terrifying is how it behaves and takes over. Yes, and that's people. what's so good about the the nineteen eighty two the thing. Yeah, is because there's so much left up to your imagination. Yeah, you know, like we don't know who it is, which one of us right. is. Oh, right. and that's really crazy because then they all start to like mistrust each other and yeah. infighting happens and it's just, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's such um, a good movie. Doesn't it, because I'm thinking of how the prequel ends, doesn't it start with there's a dog running across the ice and there's a Somebody's helicopter chasing, chasing it, it? And, and shooting at it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the way that, as you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the prequel, you know, go watch it because 
even if you hadn't seen the original, it's still a really good horror film on its own. I would recommend watching the, the original first. Yeah. Um, honestly. But uh, that one ends with the thing escaping mm -hmm. yeah. and it takes the form of the dog that was there with them. Right. And then one of the, survive, one of the survivors gets in that helicopter and is chasing after it. You mm -hmm. see it, you know, skittering across the ice and that's how it ends. And then, of course, you know, the original right. starts then there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that poor dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, so watch the original Ken's and then get back to yeah, me and tell okay. me what you think. Like classic like body horror. If you're if you're into that stuff. Yes, classic definitely body horror. Yeah. Well, the guy's neck, the silly putty. Yeah. You'll know what I'm talking about Sorry. when you watch it. <laughs> okay. Then on to this third creature that rocked my world as a child. 1981's An American Werewolf in London. Have you seen... I've not seen that Girl, either. I'm, I'm going to make a list of some <laughs> classic horror films for you uh, that you need to watch. and They're very scary. Okay. They just don't make horror films the way they used to. Right. Now, every once in a while, a gem will come out. Like, right. talk to me. That was a oh, really good... That's a very okay. scary movie. That was very good. But then also at the same time, we have The Exorcist Believer coming out. Oh, yes. That I looks... haven't even seen that, but I don't even... I think it looks ridiculous. Really? The preview basically leaves nothing up to the imagination. Oh. They basically show you the entire movie in the preview. And I feel like the art of the unseen, the art of... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Subtlety. Right. That is what makes a horror movie. Yeah. When you don't directly see what is going on and there's a lot left up to your imagination, like yeah. darkness and yeah. silence and no annoying music. And I just feel like the art of making horror movies has just really changed a lot and it's really that's, sad. Yeah, that's true. And the previews for The Exorcist Believer, I was just like, you've got to be kidding. It is so yeah. over the top. Yeah. It just looks ridiculous and yeah. i don't even want to see it oh because you know what i'm just gonna be disappointed <laughs> nothing is ever gonna live up to the original right right <sighs> yeah i guess like that's kind of how i feel too like it's been so long since that came out it's such a classic it it set the bar so high for the films that follow absolutely and yeah there's now there's just too much um prestige to try to live up to and it's all like just lame jump scares yeah and there's no, like, that building dread or anticipation. Yeah. I will say Conjuring 1 and 2, I thought those were very effective. Yes. Those were very scary. Yes, very scary. Yes. Probably some of my favorite. Definitely. For that genre. Yeah. Genre. <laughs> oh, it's offensive. <laughs> Talk about cinema. Yes. <laughs> I just call them movies. I don't call them films. <laughs> Movers. The talkies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. An American Werewolf in London. Written and directed by John Landis, who was also behind uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh. Yeah. So it is technically characterized as a comedy slash horror film, hmm. which I can see because it's got some pretty funny lines in it. Okay. Uh, it's about two backpacking Americans named David and Jack in England who are attacked by a werewolf because they didn't stick to the gosh darn trail <laughs> like they were told, Aww. and they cut across the moors. You don't go Ooh. across the moors. 
So it's a classic oh, werewolf no. story that, although has some funny dialogue, is utterly terrifying. Okay. Between this film and Michael Jackson's thriller, I developed a solid fear of full moons <laughs> and the possibility of people morphing into bloodthirsty man-wolves. <laughs> And they would terrorize your neighborhood. Oh, no. Add to that the film's silver bullet and the howling, and I was pretty darn sure that I was going to get eaten by a werewolf. Oh, yeah, no. it was pretty bad. So you've got, I've got werewolves that are coming after me, and then I'm going to get possessed. <laughs> so the, basically you're screwed on yeah, all fronts. <laughs> the early 80s was a really rough time for me. This is where all my anxiety really started yeah. to take off. Oh. <laughs> So but did I you stop? Did I stop? No. <laughs> so did you see? Did you? Well, you would have been six when that came out. I was older when I saw an American okay. Werewolf in London, okay. but it was still probably mid eighties when okay. I saw. It. I was still young, pretty young. <laughs> okay. So the special effects are gruesome and realistic, and poor David is then haunted and taunted by the corpses of his friend Jack and other victims of the werewolf who are slowly decaying with every visit to the surviving David. So what I mean by that is his friend, Jack, um, who, because they don't stick to the trail and they go, they crawl across the moors, um, then they get attacked by the werewolf. Jack dies. So every time, so David starts to see Jack's corpse warning him, dude, you survived a werewolf attack. The next full moon, you're going to turn into a werewolf. Every time his friend is in a scene, yeah. he is slowly rotting. Oh. So, like, he gets more gross looking. Whoa. It's just that's it cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, the transformation is a legendary scene for this movie. And this is when David first experiences changing into the werewolf. And he is writhing in pain. And you can hear his spine shifting and cracking and you can see it moving around the whole scene is very intense but he turns into this extremely terrifying werewolf now when you picture werewolves i mean i guess it it could go anyway because obviously they're not real thank god a lot of times you see them as being upright almost like a scarier version of bigfoot with fangs and claws and that sort of thing yeah this werewolf though is more of a crawling werewolf so Ah, it's like a okay a wolf you know, on crack, kind of just mm-hmm. like even scarier. See, when I picture a werewolf like that, I think of um, what Sirius Black transforms into in the third Harry Potter film. Oh, see, I don't remember. Oh, wait. No, it's not Sirius. It's Professor Lupin. Uh, oh, Lupin. That makes yes. sense. Lupin, yeah. He's, well, Sirius Black is a <laughs> nerd aside here. Um, what is he? There's a word for the uh, wizards that are able to turn into animals. Like a lycanthrope? No. Um, I don't know. I never read the books. I know. I'm ashamed to say it. I used to be so freaking obsessed with Harry Potter. If this was like, once in a blue moon, I'll go through a Harry Potter obsession. Yeah. And I'll like, you know, I never got through the whole series reading them, but I have all the movies, so Mm -hmm. I'll watch them and... um, Man, if this was like two years ago, I would have been able to tell you what they're called. And I'm sure Harry Potter listeners out there are like, it's this thing. Um, I don't remember what they're called. Uh, oh, Animagus. Animagus? Okay. Yes. They are people who can transform into 
animals, and mm-hmm. Sirius Black is one of them, and he can transform into like like a black dog. They're like shapeshifters. Yes. Okay. Um, and but then Professor Lupin is he's got the lichen curse, so he becomes a werewolf on the full moon, and he. The way you're describing the American werewolf, okay, is they seem very similar. Okay. Um. So maybe you know his design was maybe inspired by that because oh, he kind of he kind of crawls around and he's very like he's got these long like langy. Not that's not the phrase. He's got these long, gangly limbs. Okay. And like these big claws, so it, it kind of sounds like how you describe that character. Ah. So that's what I'm thinking of when you're describing him. And and that was, you know, for me, I think The Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter film. Okay. And that, it was, I think, arguably the scariest. Mm. Okay. I'll have to rewatch those. Yeah. All right. So David then, on the next full moon, he has transformed and he is now a fully realized werewolf. So he is out on the town. He is out in London stalking his prey. And there are various scenes where uh, he's stalking his prey. And these are very, you know, very scary scenes. But there's one particular scene where he's after this guy who is in the tube station. And I don't know if it's the middle of the night or what, but there's just not a lot of people around. Yeah. And he's trying to get away from this werewolf because he knows it's following him or something's following him. And he is riding up the escalator and he like falls over or something and he's going up. And like, if you've ever been in the tube station in London, yeah, it's just like some of those escalators are so tall. They are. And it's like, you're just looking down this tunnel. It's such a weird, disorienting feeling being on those. Definitely. Yeah. And you're looking down from his perspective and you can just see creeping up into the view of the tunnel <gasps> to the escalator is this werewolf. Oh. This is very scary. So then it, we, yeah. it doesn't show it, but you then you can assume that it climbs up the escalator and eats this guy. Yeah. So you know he's a goner. But that was a very scary scene. Anyway, so fast forward a couple of decades and we're introduced to the world of Underworld. With Michael Sheen playing Lucian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The leader of the wolf pack. Yes. And now my fear has turned into thirst. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I wish you wouldn't have said that, mother. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but if... I mean, he's a very attractive man. If I needed, (laughs) you know... Something to help me get over my fear of werewolves. It was definitely Michael Sheen in Underworld. Because, yeah. They, the way they style him and his, the way his character is. Yeah. He's a very alluring character. Yes. Yeah. That's my first introduction to Michael Sheen. Ah, okay. And I've been a big fan ever yeah. since. Yeah, nice. He's a very versatile actor. He is. He's great. And he played a great wolf pack leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But along the same line of scary wolf creatures, Mm -hmm. which will take us into part two next week, is the Gamork from The NeverEnding Story. Have you seen The NeverEnding Story? I have, but it's been a minute, so I don't really know what you're talking about. All right, so Gamork from The NeverEnding Story. He's also kind of one of those scary canine creatures okay. but he's gigantic and he's a wolf and he can talk oh yeah, yeah and yeah. his whole okay, purpose I, is to hunt down i vaguely remembering 
character who can stop the nothing. Yeah. He was terrifying to me. Too. We'll save that okay. for part two. Okay. <laughs> and during part two, we are also going to talk about Predator. Nice. The original Predator. Very scary. And, of course, the number one scary creature from my childhood, the possessed Reagan McNeil from The Exorcist. <laughs> and I could go on and on about that. Yeah. So we will round out my childhood in part two, and then we will eventually get to more modern day creatures that I find to be extremely scary. Nice, nice. (laughs) So that is it for today, folks. Just a little short bonus episode. Yet another glimpse into your psyche. Exactly. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll be it for this week. Happy spooky season, everybody. Bye. Bye.